I am light. I am oxygen. I am energy. I am life. Feel the way its truth resonates with your inner consciousness. Feel it. Beyond being a vessel of energy or just the body you have, you are the living essence of the universe. Hello, everyone. So honored to have my guest today on Awakening with Ali, as this is a show all about awakening and activating something within you, living awake, living consciously. And this guest does that and more. She is so magical. I'm so honored to have her. I have the beautiful Sophie Fraboda, who is an internationally recognized spiritual life coach certification program, which teaches seekers how to understand their spiritual awakening do their spiritual healing work to experience a sense of self-love and inner freedom so they can authentically step into the role of becoming a spiritual life coach. For more than 14 years, she has offered a variety of free resources, including meditations, audio healing sessions, workshops, worksheets, articles, and downloads on how to step into the spiritual homing work. And that you can find at awakenwithsophie.com. And I'll have that, of course, in the show notes. She also has a beautiful crystal jewelry company, awakencrystalgallery.com that provides a modern spin on wearing these rocks to influence healing. Her spin on how to do this deep spiritual healing work focuses on her revolutionary process called the four R's method, which walks an individual from wounded to freedom through four phases, recognize, release, reprogram, and radiate. So powerful. I love that. With a master's in transpersonal psychology and over 10 K hours of one-on-one spiritual healing experience, Sophie works with ambitious students and clients to help bring freedom to all aspects of their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies, which result in whole life healing and transformation. They call her the soul whisperer because her spiritual healing work will open up a channel in you that sounds like a whisper. And long after you've completed your work with her, you will still hear it. Sophie will naturally shine a light into your soul by offering a space of deep healing and help you to define who you are by activating the most powerful hero within you. Sophie, I am so honored and excited to have you here. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm just as excited to be here. (laughs) I mean, I already feel the incredible energy and and honestly that the high frequency and it's so powerful. We are for everyone listening, we are recording on the winter solstice, which is divine. (laughs) Um, And this is being released, you know, in the new year of 2022, because that's when I felt called that this will be really wanting and needing to be heard. So I'm really excited that we're getting to do this work kind of earlier for the collective on the winter solstice. We didn't really plan that. We actually tried to record quite a few times and things didn't play. And and here we are now, as we both know in our own journeys, how God and the universe aligns you as it's supposed to be beautifully divine. So I shared a little bit about you with your background, but before we kind of just get into things, why don't you share a little bit more about your story of how you wound up as a spiritual coach and how you kind of awakened in your own life? Because Awakening with Ali is about not only that awakening, because I think everyone has different forms of awakening, but then also the activation piece, because I know even for me, I'm still learning how to activate within my own awakening and how difficult and wild and beautiful that journey can be. So I would love for you to kind of share from your space how that began. Yeah. So my story, I really start my story about 20 years ago when I was in college. I was a freshman in college in um, Massachusetts and I was a hot mess. I was um, depressed. 
I was anxious. I had bouts of suicidal thoughts and I became bulimic. So I started to use food to soothe, but then I started to gain weight. So then I started to throw up my food to try to manage that. I was a hot chemical mess. And I came home Easter 2001 for, um, to go to, to celebrate with my parents. And they took me to church because we went to church on Christmas and Easter. And they preached on a start of new beginnings that day. And I was sitting in church and I was just like, I could use a new beginning. I really could. I had no idea what was in store for me later that day. But I ended up coming home, talking to my mom. And if you know anything about bulimia, you know it's a secret. There's a huge secret component to it. You're hiding. You're, you're stuck in this loop. And I was sitting on the back porch with my mom, and I just confessed. And I was like, Mom, I'm doing drugs. I'm drinking. I'm depressed. I have suicidal thoughts, and I'm throwing up my food. And then a part of me just like went silent. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I just like exposed myself. And I had no idea why I did that um, until the very next week. So in that moment, my mom leaned forward and she had a very spiritual parenting style, you know, allowing me to make mistakes and let the world teach me. And, um, and she leaned forward and said something very different to me than she had ever said before. And she was like, Sophie, I need you to go back to school, not do any drugs, not drink any alcohol and not throw up your food. You can eat as much as you want, but can you make me that commitment? And I just kind of did a quick body scan and I just felt like a yes. And I knew, I always knew the power of your word that like, if you don't, if you don't stick to your word, you have nothing. Right. So I gave her my yes, which was um, the yes that ended up saving my life because a, the following week at school was a party week and I was a designated driver. And uh, that following Saturday, one of my friends was killed in a car accident and sitting at her funeral. I really, I had two of my friends under my arms. They were crying. I couldn't even cry. I was so imbalanced. I couldn't even emote. Um, and, but I felt God, God's presence. And I felt God say, you've been given a second chance. That exposing that you did. Honey, I'm on, sorry, honey, I'm on a podcast. Please don't talk, okay? I'll talk to you after I'm done. I'm running down the street to get to double batteries. Okay, thanks, bye. We'll cut this out. Go ahead. Okay. That, that the way that I exposed myself was a divine intervention. And I believe in divine intervention. I believe it happens. Anyways, long story short, um, I ended up coming home from school. I went into therapy. I was medicated and I had mild improvements. And then I found life coaching on a TV show called Starting Over, which was in 2004 on NBC with Ayanla Van Zant and Rhonda Byrne. They were uh, the instructors. I recorded every episode and did every exercise that they were doing in the house. And within six months, my life was completely different. And this was just through a TV show. I mean, so I was like, Um, okay. I went, you know, I can remember going back to bed one night and just being like, God, if you really help me heal my life completely, I will dedicate my life to helping others. So then I was guided to get my undergrad. That's what brought me down to Florida. I got my undergrad in psychology. 
Um, and then I started my business and then a little bit into my business, I was like, you know, I need some more education. That's when I found my master's degree in transpersonal psychology, which is the study of human potential rather than human breakdown. So you still need to do the inner work to remove the blocks and to remove all the, the patterns and the trauma, but then you focus on the potential of what you want to become and you're not labeled by what you were. So I got my master's in that. Um, and then just continued working in my business, seeing clients. And that's what brings me to today. So <laughs> beautiful. What I loved so much about that story, not only in the awakening, but was how much, you know, you kept saying about the starting over and how that was kind of the consistent theme, right? It was like, right when, when you were at church, you were first experiencing that feeling of needing to start over and, and it resonating and you being like, I need this. And then, you know, sadly from that tragedy of being there, realizing a second chance starting over. And then, you know, once again, you know, once you started watching that show starting over, I mean, it was like, everything was so aligned to that, how beautiful and come full circle. And, you know, something I've realized more and more as I go through my own awakenings is how much comes full circle and it's all meant to be right. Even if we can't understand it or explain it in the moment, it's all meant to be what it is and, and, and to show your, you know, and teach you, like you said. And so thank you so much for sharing that because I think so many would look at you, you know, and you're a beautiful, successful woman and you have so many things going on. And obviously even just looking at pictures of you and me, even seeing you on the screen, you would never know those hardships. You would never know the, you know, pain and trauma that you truly went through. And there's so many that go through that, right? Like most of us are traumatized throughout our lives and we don't actually take responsibility for it, allow ourselves to feel it. We just kind of keep numbing and going as you described with bulimia and drugs and alcohol. And we all do it. You know, there is no judgment. It is something that society has very much put in front of us to numb ourselves with. I've been there too. You know, I smoked a ton of weed for years. I drank a ton. I, you know, dabbled in Coke and, you know, mushrooms and all kinds of stuff to just escape, you know, escape life and create my own, you know, happy place that I thought was a happy place, but wasn't really a happy place. And, you know, I just think it's so important, especially now as we're going into 2022 to be able to speak about this. So we all can heal and we can all recognize our trauma, whether it feels small or extremely large, it has changed us. And we need to, you know, recognize that and then awaken into how do you awaken? And then how do you activate? So you spoke about all the things that happened and then how you, that show was kind of the first thing. And then you were guided to then go ahead and go into the degrees and all things you did. So when you started kind of living that life, and you realized you were helping people heal from trauma and awaken them. And you were, you know, coaching and you're having all these clients. What was that? When did you have that kind of moment um, where you were like, oh my gosh, like I am living what I said I was going to do or like, you know, what, what was that moment like? Because I think some people also wonder, even for myself going through my so many different, you know, journeys, like, wow, am I going to get there? And the answer is yes, right? Like you said, if you stick to your word, because your word is everything and words have power. What was that moment like for you? And how did you kind of recognize like, wow, I'm here and now I'm just ascending and going forward? So, you know, like it, it kind of makes me chuckle because that moment for me was not beautiful. That moment for me was a space where I had a waiting list. And being a highly sensitive empath, that may sound like it feeds the ego, right? Like, ooh, waiting list, people want to see me. Uh, it, to me, it felt like a burden. It felt like 
people needed something that I didn't have the capacity to give. And I started thinking like, um, so, so just to bring it back to your question, like I, so I, here I am, I have, I have a waiting list. I'm like so busy. I'm so clogged by the end of the day because I'm just serving client after client, after client, after client that it became very heavy actually. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like my, what spirit was kind of guiding me at that point, because we go through phases, right? Like we're not necessarily meant to be in one role for 30 years. You know, you may be meant to be in one role for 10 and the next role for five. And then, and so being open to your evolution, you know, I can remember um, in, in the beginning of my awakening, I, I had traveled back to New Jersey for a party at, you know, and I, was woken up out of my bed vibrating. Like my body was shaking. And I know now that that's a sign that your vibration is rapidly starting to increase. Mm -hmm. And so your cells start to feel it. Like then you stabilize and you don't feel it anymore. Then the ears start to ring as long Uh as it's not tonight. Right. You're ringing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that comes and goes, but eventually when you stabilize, you stop hearing it. So the spiritual awakening process is rather brutal and uncomfortable. Um, But it's nice to think, like, I love that meme that kind of floats around. That's like, I am living my prayers from 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know? And so to stop and take that moment of reflection and gratitude, and I'm constantly thanking my past self. Like, that's one thing that I, I'm like, Sophie, you hooked us up with these frozen turkey burgers in the freezer. Like, you know, like I didn't have dinner prepared, but my past self knew that we weren't going to have this one night. So I froze it. And like, I'm constantly, um, like thanking my past self and, and trying to reflect and have gratitude. So beautiful. I love that. And gratitude is, you know, also such an important, you know, high frequency, you know, not only word, but action that we actually do that I feel, you know, we're really not taught enough of and you know and and it's really interesting me as well the more I even if it's a hard day especially if it's like a bad moment and I do tap into that gratitude now and I never used to and I notice things shift and I notice things start to change you know and I think it's so powerful and more and more people need to understand you know the power of gratitude of what you said and like I love what you said you just like hey thanks myself like way to hook it up you know like that's that's awesome you know and I think that's and so beautiful and also so vulnerable because I think also too, we've been taught for so long not to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a weakness and vulnerability as we know in the spiritual community is a strength. It's a true strength that allows you to further evolve, as you said, to actually recognize and realize what's going on and then radically go forward in that awareness to transform and allow that evolution, you know, and I love that you spoke to about evolving because you're right. It is not beautiful when you wake up and the awakening is so intense and there's so many layers to it. I feel because I feel I'm still in it. And it's like, oh my gosh, am I losing my mind? What is this? What is going on in my body, my mind, everything? You know, I know it's been me over and over and over again. Sometimes my husband says, like, you're losing your mind. And I'm like, kind of feel like I am, you know, it's like, you know, but it's like, I think the more we talk about it and the more we normalize that this is a total like normal shift and involvement that can happen for everyone if you actually are open and allow it to, the more we start to go deeper and realize oh, this is actual deep spiritual work. This is coming home to myself. This is this wholeness that I'm actually searching for that I haven't been aware of was there the entire time. And the keys have been within me, not outside of me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that space of um, what feels borderline crazy, you know, as people quote unquote might mention like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm nuts going through this is part of like your consciousness rising. So like, you know, when you take a flight and you're now in Australia, it took you so long to get there. You're a little disassociated. You're you're in a new time zone. You're in new terrain. The air is different. Everything is different. And you can feel a little bit like off until you regulate and stabilize. And I think that's like kind of what happens in our spiritual awakening is that we're starting to heal like cellular memory that has been with us long, long before this life and could stick with us after if we don't heal it, that we have the opportunity to release as density. When we release that density, it allows our vibration to raise. The more and more we raise our vibration, the higher dimension we can start to live in. So we have 3D, which is where the collective typically lives, but we're in this ascension period where we're moving up to the fifth dimensional reality and things work differently up here. So when we bounce back and forth, you can feel like it's nuts, you know, because you're going between dimensions. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's, it's the more you can educate yourself on your awakening and get the support that you need, you, me, everyone, I think it really helps. It really helps people anchor in and realize I need to do this work. I need to drop this density because it is moving stuff out of me that is going to evolve me eternally, it goes beyond this life. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that you also talked about the 3D and the 5D. Can you talk about that a little bit more for those that maybe don't no, we're kind of starting to understand it and, and hearing about it. Cause I do think we're starting to hear more and more, especially with social media, like about people speaking 3d to 5d and you know what this is. And like you said, we're kind of starting to really go to that 5d and above level that ascension really is happening for humanity, even though maybe the collective doesn't look like it right now, there is so much actually playing out. And I feel that too. Can you kind of speak to, in your opinion, like, you know, what that kind of looks like and why 5D is different from the 3D kind of matrix that we are in right now? Yeah. So I, I like to break it down very, very simply. Um, 3D is a brief God awareness. So when I say God, I'm speaking all so- sorts of divinity, whatever you techno- terminology you use is, is fine. Universe, God, uh, infinite source, creator, whatever, but it's a brief awareness. So we might be like, oh, I, I have a, I'm going to pray to God before I eat, right? That's, there's a certain consciousness. 4D is a temporary God consciousness. So it's like, oh, I have, I, I talk to God throughout the day and I'm, you know, I'm temporarily in tune with the fact that I am more than this body. 3D is very material. So 3D is what I can see is real. And then I have the brief God choice. 4D is we start to ascend. I call it like the elevator. Um, we start to ascend. It's I call it also a flyover state. It's not somewhere where we stay. It's somewhere where we're transitioning through. Um, but 4D is this awareness where we start to come more into our heart. We're not completely there, but we start to come into our heart and have more of a temporary God consciousness. And then when we get to 5D, it's a permanent God consciousness. Mm. There isn't much thought outside of the fact that I am an infinite being connected to the divine, the divine said yes to my soul mission. That's why I'm here. And I'm constantly, I'm permanently in tune with that. 
5D is also the heart activated space. So as, as you might see even collectively and in the, the mainstream, a lot of people are having more heart awareness. They're aware, they're accepting that the heart field is much larger than the brain field. They're aware that their anxiety is controlling them. They're aware that their mind doesn't have all the answers. And so that consciousness shift going into 5D, getting into the heart, activating the heart fully um, is that 5D consciousness like move. And then the goal is to stabilize at that frequency. So very cool things can start to happen, but you have to release density. So I call density like your blocks and your wounds that hold you down like weights. And it could be trauma. It could be inner child stuff. It could be uh, sim- simple false beliefs that you would have no idea how much of an impact they have. You know, our false beliefs lay in our subconscious and they control 80% of the mind, 80 to 88%. So somebody can be trying to say all these affirmations. I am healthy. I am wealthy, right? Like all this stuff. But subconsciously, if they live in scarcity, there, it's not making a difference. So the, the goal is to release the block, to find the density, to do the inner work, to heal the beliefs and unspiral the trauma um, so that you can come into that higher vibration and stabilize in that higher dimension while on earth. Beautiful. So while we kind of are talking about that, that's really part of your work. You help people work through that trauma and unearth all of that and be able to move forward. And I know we talked about in your bio, the four R's. Do you want to go a little deeper into that and kind of your work and where you are now and what you're doing? And obviously for those that, you know, might need your healing and your services, kind of how, you know, you do things and, and, you know, people that are, you know, starting to recognize that maybe something isn't working. You know, I think I've even started to notice more and more that things that used to work in the 3D are not working anymore. Um, And I'm sure, you know, with this evolution that you speak about and my own kind of in-tune feelings with source, I've felt that that's going to continue to happen as we go into 2022. 3D is going to keep collapsing in a sense. um, And we're going to see a lot more just not work. So your work is extremely important for, you know, us going into this time even further. Why don't you share a little more about that for ours method and kind of how you work? Okay. So uh, the four hours method is a method that I, I kind of feel like it found me and it just kind of emerged um, in working with people for so many years, day in, day out. I started to see these phases that people went through to really get to healing, like to really experience that. You know, a lot of my clients came from therapy and are like, you know, I, I've recognized, I know I was abused. I know I am a people pleaser. What the heck do I do about it now? You know, so um, the recognize phase is, I like to say, it's not the presenting problem. It's not what walks you in the door. The, the real issue underneath that is the root wound. And that's what we discover and look for in the initial phase, recognition. I, um, so let's say that somebody uh, walks in the door that wants to um, stop being so judgmental. Right. So the presenting problem is I'm so judgmental. What the heck? I want to stop judging people. That is the presenting problem. Then we would do the work to dig deeper into the root. And as we do that, we peel back. We start talking about childhood. We talk about how you were treated. We, we look at all these different things. And that could take anywhere from 10 minutes to 10 months. Like it just depends on people's um, resistance and openness. So then we discover that there was really an issue of feeling unloved by their mom. Okay. So we found the issue. 
Then we move to the second phase, which is release. Um, that's where we actually have to release. There's a program now inside that says I'm unlovable. Hmm. What do we do with that? We can be aware of it, but telling the story and being aware of it doesn't heal it. It doesn't release you from that anchor. So we need to go in and do a release modality. And that could um, vary from lots of different tools. You could do Reiki. You could do a lot of our light healing meditations. You could do Ho'oponopono. You could do healing codes. You could do a, a variety of different healing techniques that actually find the energy in your body and help you move it out through intention. Wow. So that's the release phase. Um, so now that we've unprogrammed, we've released I'm unlovable, then we move into reprogram. And that's where we actually start to plant in the frequency of love because we've made space. So we've removed the block. We took the energy out. Now we actually plant in the frequency of love into the person through repetition, through um any sort, they can make vision boards, they can uh, make tracks of them saying, I am loved, I am loved, I have meditations in a lot of my classes that are based on soul love, self love, and help them get in tune with that kind of love inside of them. And then um, they start they start working with that. Now they actually have a chance for their subconscious to hold that deep, deep love. So once we are there, then we move to the final phase which is radiate and radiate is um, where you get to shine the work that you have always wanted to be. You know, radiate is that phase where you are no longer operating from the space of I am unlovable or I am unloved. And you're starting to operate from the space of I am love. And that begins to shine out of you. And that is that final phase. Most people come in to get, cause they want to radiate. They want to shine the new frequency, but they don't know how to do the work or take the steps or go through the phases to actually shine it. So my process, I, I, I say is um, really geared around authentic healing and transformation. We got to do the, the digging. We got to find the darkness to bring the light, but we don't need to stay in the darkness forever. So that's the method. So when you speak about the radiating and you speak about, you know, what people really want to come into and that higher vibration and that higher frequency. And thank you so much, by the way, for breaking that down, because I think one of the biggest, I don't want to say issues, but maybe why it's so difficult for people to shift, why it's so difficult for people to feel like they don't want to do the work, at least from my experience, what I've seen even within my own self is one, it is dark. Like you said, it is deep. It is a heavy dig. And then you have to do the work on top of it to come forward. But it's also, I think, like a recognizing of like, oh, I have this within me because we all have darkness within us. Right. And so it's like, I have this within me. And now I have to not only look at this for me, it was like, I had to really sit in my SHIT as my little ones right next to me, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and that was not a fun feeling by any means. And I think that, you know, even me, I pulled myself back at first from doing the work because I didn't want to sit in it. And so I love that you said like the end of that is the radiation and, and the radiating, excuse me, the radiating and the real, you know, radiance of hiring, you know, yourself and that higher frequency and vibration, how beautiful that is. But when you're in it, right, it doesn't feel that way. And you don't feel like I know for me when I've been doing consistent work, 
I don't feel any kind of like high vibration. I feel like dark and, you know, hibernating and hidden. And I know even I've, you know, I've shared with you, you know, when we've chatted privately, you know, before recording my own things and, you know, you've given me different techniques to help me release, you know, dramatically and everything. And so for, honey, turn that off. And so I, you know, I was saying like, it's really hard, even for me, who someone is spiritually awake and aware and knows kind of what's going on and, and to a point and, I want to, you know, get to that higher level frequency, that higher vibration. I think we all do really, um, whether we realize it or not. I guess it's kind of a loaded question, but I guess, you know, for those that are listening that are like, I want to do the work, I want to, you know, get there. But every time I get there, I get stuck or I get blocked or whatever it may be. What would you say to those people? Because I think that collectively I think that like there's so much of that going on you know I feel like so much of that is going on and it's really hard and I've talked to several friends of mine who they're not as spiritual awake maybe they don't even realize they're going through a spiritual awakening but they know something's off and they know that they need to change things but every time they try to they feel blocked or they feel like it's just not happening of course other than you know doing work with you and everything else what would you say, like when they start it and they feel those blocks or they feel that darkness, how do you start to allow yourself to move through that? How do you really go to that place of that self-love and acceptance of like, this is, you know, my darkness is there the things I have to work through. And now I move forward to be able to radiate, like, you know, like what, what is that process? Like, I'm sure it's been different with every client for you, but what would you say to share for the collective to hear? I mean, I think that's a great Great question. And I think it ranges for so many people. Um, but the biggest thing, it's kind of like, if you don't know how to cook, right, what do we do? We go on YouTube and we look up somebody that made that recipe and then we watch them make that recipe. And then we get ideas and we may put our own spin on it, but it gives us guidance. It gives us direction. There are so many free resources on the internet. You can literally type in exactly what you are struggling with and you will be led to blogs. You will be led to YouTube videos. You will be led to things on Pinterest. You will be led to Facebook groups. I mean, it is endless the amount of support that people are offering as we awaken collectively. Now, to go back to a little bit of a a specific of your question, somebody's starting the work, they're starting to feel blocked. Um, there's probably resistance there. There's probably fear that's coming up that says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. So I go to my inner child and what do I do? They need the next step. I would say they're blocked because they don't know what to do next. And that's where you need guidance resource. You can get a book, you can go on YouTube, you can um, follow a meditation. I mean, I have over 35 free meditations on my website that are all geared in that spiritual healing journey. There's stuff on self-love. There's stuff on cutting cords. There's stuff on balancing your energy. Um, That's just a resource. It's just one of those free resources to help people in those moments to get over that block. Um, You know, and I would go back to that's where we have the four R's method, you know, is the block that we haven't really identified the root wound is the block that we don't know what to do with the energy. Once we have identified, where is the block? And so that's what I would encourage them to journal. Like what is coming up in me? What do I really feel? Um, what, what am I scared of? And really sit down and answer those questions to get better self-awareness and then look for guidance. 
you probably need more guidance. Yeah, that's beautiful. And obviously it's different for everyone, but I think for anyone listening, just know you're not alone in this journey. There's way more of us going through this than you realize. And like Sophie said, you know, yes, of course you can get a coach. Yes, of course you can take a course. There's all these different things, but then there's also free resources everywhere. I personally listened to so many of Sophie's meditations. They're so powerful and so beautiful. I was telling her I listened to one yesterday and I was like, just feeling the shift, feeling the high lightness. Like even my daughter was had one earbud in her ear and she was listening and she was holding her heart. I mean, they're truly magical, you know? And I think finding that magic for yourself, right? And what works for you, everyone is different. I think it's another thing too, like I've seen in the collective and even with my own family and friends and those that really don't resonate um, have said, you know, well, this is all quote unquote, you know, woo woo, or this doesn't work or whatever it is find the things that work for you. You know, what I love about Sophie is that she's got this, you know, four R's method. She really breaks it down from a full spiritual place to it is spiritual, but it is, you know, actual work and how it kind of works as a, you know, psychologist, therapist, if you will. And also, you know, with, you know, your heart and the brain and all the things combined with real science. And instead of just thinking it's quote unquote, you know, woo woo and saying like, you know, that can't work. You know, it's, it's just, I think not only of course, is it a mind shift, but like you said, it's a heart shift and being able to open up into that space and realize like, this is going to take time. This is going to take work like anything else but you can do it. It's just a different feeling. And I also love that you spoke about kind of the vibrations of your cells and how you literally will vibrate as things shift. I've had that. And I'm like, what is happening to me? <laughs> you know? And then there's another times like with the ringing and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really ringing, you know? And, and so just know all the things, you know, that you're feeling, experiencing, seeing we've been taught for so long, in my opinion, to think that you have to see it, to believe it but it really is believing is seeing and believing in it. And what Sophie talks about, you know, with, you know, saying those affirmations, but then believing them and actually digesting them. And if they aren't working, like she mentioned, maybe there is a block, maybe there is something that needs to be healed, giving yourself that actual guidance and, you know, grace to go through this process that we are really all kind of being called to go through right now. It is so powerful. Sophie, thank you so much for sharing everything and within your own journey. Before I let you go, we wrap things up. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything that you have coming for 2022 and anything that you kind of feel the collective needs to hear kind of uh, starting off 2022? Well, I, yeah, I do want to say something that's kind of on my heart right now. And it's kind of in response to people that judge you on your spiritual path, right? Like, oh, you're changing. I liked you better the other way. Yeah, you liked me better when I was a people pleaser and I didn't care about myself and all I did was please you. Or, um, you know, that's woo-woo, that's weird. That's not backed in science. You should do this, you should do this. Like what I wanna say and encourage people to, to know is that we are all just trying to find, as Ram Dass said, we're all just trying to find our way home, right? And I truly believe that we all have our own answers. And we can all have different answers in the same reality. And what is true for somebody in a polarizing topic, like what I have found is there's a lot of polarizing topics right now. And I know where I stand. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with that in my heart. And when somebody challenges me on it, 
to me, it's like, I know my heart's truth. You can't, your opinion or judgment of, of me just defines you. It doesn't have the space to define me. So however, like it's, it's like having that boundary going into 2022, being in 2022 with this awareness that I have all my answers and I am courageous enough to live them, to shine them and to own them. And if somebody challenges me on them, I can share if it, I feel safe. If not, I can always politely decline to discuss the topic because they don't want to get into that kind of frequency. So I think that's a really important um, thing to, to realize in owning your journey and knowing your answers are true for you and their answers are true for them and they can both coexist. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love that you ended I mean. with that because I agree with you. There is so much polarizing as we know so much is by design and happening for a reason. And the more we can tap into that space of, our own truths and knowing that we can hold different truths and that we are all really one consciousness and we all have those different truths for ourselves, as well as, like you said, not allowing the judgment of others. I think that there is so much of that going on right now, especially even for myself. And it's very hard to navigate. It's very hard to go through. So I appreciate that you brought that up to say like, Hey, recognize it, see it, but don't let it own you. Don't let it take you over, understand where you stand. And that is your truth and your light and where you are and be that and embody that and let someone else have theirs. So thank you. That was so powerful. Sophie, everything will be in the show notes, but please tell us where we can find you, follow you, your beautiful meditations that I've been doing. Share it all, please. Awesome. Yes. So awakenwithsophie.com is where we have all of our meditations. We also have like a free resources tab where you can watch all of our workshops that are free. Uh, We also have courses that we do. I, I have a spiritual life coach certification as well as a program called Awaken Your Soul's Magic. Um, that's all on awakenwithsophie.com. I'm Awaken with Sophie on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, and we also post a lot on Pinterest. We just started an account, but we post a lot. And there is a lot of good stuff that comes out of there. So find us at Awaken with Sophie on Pinterest too. Incredible. It will all be in the show notes, everyone. I hope you absolutely loved and enjoyed this conversation. It was so powerful. I felt the energy the entire time. Sophie is such a light worker and I hope you, whether you go to get a free resource or you go to do coaching with her, whatever it may be, you find whatever you feel called to that will help you navigate this time during 2022 and our own awakenings. And I hope, you know, my intention, as everyone knows with this show is truly to awaken you and wake you up and really bring you to a conscious space and then activate you. So Sophie, thank you so much. And everyone continue to awaken and activate others. Thank you. Thank you.